I forgot to hit the go button again. There we go. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of The Best of Five. Uh, my name is Elon, and I'm here joined with my cohorts, Mr. A Steve Ace King, uh, Offsuit Jurek. Thank you. And then a Mr. A John, a Velociraptor, a Guerrero, all the way over there. And uh, tonight on the show, we got... Yeah, we're off to a good start already, as always. Uh, tonight on the show, we got lots of shenanigans, but I think before we start, I think... I think John has something that he wants to get off his chest. Yeah. Okay. So let me just flash back to my eighth grade social studies class real quick. Um, my teacher, Mr. Dickinson, made us learn not only every state in the U.S., but their abbreviations and their capitals. And then we went from there and we learned every country in the world and their capitals. That was eighth grade. That was like 2002. Flash forward to a couple days ago. I was reporting about the um, Capcom Pro Tour Asia Regionals, and uh, that will be held in Singapore. And uh, my brilliant ass said, Singapore, China. <laughs> Singapore is uh, nowhere near China, except for that it's in Asia. And it's way, way, way more south. Uh, I just want to tell the world, and by the world, I mean the 67 of you that are watching right now and the 24 of you that will be watching the VOD later, that I do know where China and Singapore are, uh, but I just, I, I screwed up. So owning that, and um, and also, I'm going to steal a little bit of your thunder, Steve, but we, we found out what happens when uh, you have a tie in the Asian, Asian regionals. So, cool. All right, now that's off my chest. We can start the show. All right. So, um, well, hold ahead. on. Before we do, uh, chat, is there a delay in the audio right now? I, I heard there, a couple. Yeah, there might have been at the very beginning, but I think we're okay now, right? Hey, either way. Yes, no, yes, no. Yeah, so we're getting no's. I'm going to go with no. Yeah, we're fine now. We're That's fine what I thought. Now. I'm fixing it as we go. Just hang in there. Uh, okay. Cool. But bottom line is learn your damn oh, and the Well, Alon, do you know off the top of your head what the capital of Singapore is? Hey, I'm blocked. First of all, before we get into that, himself, Jay. Thank you for the subscription. Yeah, give yourself some time to Google. Open yep. up a new tab. Uh, no, uh, Sing uh, Singapore, is it? Mm, Singapore, 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 Singapore. I know Mongolia. Mongolians? <laughs> uh, shut up. Hold on. I'm trying to think. Uh, and as I'm thinking, I'm going to delay this a little bit. Uh, <laughs> uh, just wanted First person to put it in the chat, Michael Baya Chun-Li costume. Is it Phuket? No, right? I'm probably wrong. Either way. Before we get started, uh, officially in the world of Twitch, it is September, which means that if you've never subbed to our show, your sub will only cost two ninety nine, dollars uh, and it is sponsored by Subway or something like hey, that. I think Subway. Oh, hey, here. Beaver FTW, thank you for the resub. Much appreciated. Um, but yeah, September, so if you've never subbed to us, now's the time. No more delays, and then go get yourself a good sub over there at the Subway. Uh, but all right, now that that's all said and done, I do not, I, I don't recall what, what is the capital of Let's Singapore? Let's do a recap. Let, what's the capital of Singapore? No, you, you put this in my head and oh, I don't know it. A recapital, that's like the Republic of Singapore. Yeah. Is it? Uh, oh, oh, all right. City state. Okay. Well, uh, Ryu cool. Dragon <laughs> is continuing a gift sub that he received. So thank you, Ryu Dragon. Much appreciated thank as you. well. Lots of claps going around. Good to see everybody. All right. Steve, is it time for us to go through a recap? I think it is. Uh, let's kick things off with some Street Fighter.
Fighter League. Uh, this past Thursday, we had the draft. So we now know officially who is in the league. <laughs> um, it, it, the, the rumors were correct. Arturo Sanchez was the player to replace Guilty uh, after she was suspended from all things Capcom and Street Fighter. Uh, so uh, as you recall, Team Gale and Team Inferno, the top two teams from season one, return intact. Uh, the other four teams have new rosters. CJ Truth, Captain's Team Spirit, he had the first pick, and he selected Idom with his. He was also left with Arturo as the last pick. Duel Kevin is now the Frost Captain. Uh, he has Samurai and Sherry Genix on his team. Uh, 801 Strider is joined by Mojo and Tommy Two-Step on Team Storm. Therefore, I am a fan of Team Storm. Uh, Team Psycho, led by Smug, with Don Cadillus and Automatic on his squad. Fellas, any initial thoughts on those lineups? I wanted to ask you what you would have picked if you had CJ Truth's first pick. I don't is great. Yes, and Elon, if you were watching and you've been paying attention to who's on the roster. But, like, Idom wasn't that pick until very recently and he got top eight at evo and he's been performing like crazy with his laura um it's it's a thing uh but but i there were some killers in that draft pool and i was kind of torn i I didn't even know if that was the right choice because you had samurai coming off such a hot last season you know duncan diaz like who would you have picked me i would have picked mojo and i would have kicked arturo off and replaced him uh with uh marine because it's all about Team Minnesota here. Okay, fair enough. Elon, did you want to weigh Bias in? Or did you... uh, yeah, I'm going to weigh in. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a person that likes to go by the stats and by previous results, so I definitely would have picked Samurai first, because he put in a showing hey, like none other. Just like that mean scene is using that good old September perk and subscribing to us for the first time ever. Thank you, that mean scene. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I would have definitely picked Samurai first because he showed that he's got some crazy shit when it comes to this type of format of show. Uh, I am, however, very perplexed as to, now that it's official, I suppose, even though it was official last week, that uh, Arturo made it in and not a Mezzi. But I guess that's a conversation that we've already had. Well, we we actually got a um, statement from a Mezzi. Oh, what was that? Yeah, uh, If I can pull it up here. I, I had it at the ready, and then I closed the window because I am dumb. Um, he, he basically expressed his frustration not only with being left out of the process, but uh, but also not being kept in the loop. He said that only one person uh, from Capcom reached out to him, and that was to uh, excuse me to uh, apologize for the voting ending early. Um, So he said in part, quote, I understand that it was a sudden, difficult, unfortunate situation. However, was however, someone was going to be picked as a replacement, regardless of the foul circumstances, since that was going to happen no matter what. It should have been me. End quote. Um, He does ask for acknowledgement that something messed up, you know, transparency. Uh, he also wants a spot on the next Street Fighter League or uh, whatever opportunity arises, which 
I don't know if it will happen. I don't think it's an insane request, personally, but... No, it's a smart request. It's a smart request because if people continue to promulgate this and talk about it and it blows up into a thing that Capcom can't ignore, which is, by the way, I think as to whether or not we're going to get an answer is to how much people talk about it. And it might already be fizzling. But if it was if this were to continue, um, him doing that and approaching that way almost puts their, their hands tied, uh, like in the sense that if they don't want to get you know crucified by, by the community that's mad at them, then they'll have to go and do this. So uh, I don't think it hurts anything by him saying that, but I think it was a smart political play, if you will, um, given the situation. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. look, uh, at the end of the day, the the way things shook out, right, with Arturo going, like, again, I said, if I was in Arturo's shoe, I would have I taken it too, right? So this is mm-hmm. not on Arturo. This is all on Capcom making these decisions. Um, the thing that sucks is it's not just the fact that Mezzi got screwed over. It's the fact that, you know, all the 6,000 people that voted for him also got fucked over. Right. Uh, at the end of the day, like, I feel it. part of me thinks that even if they do come up with a reason of why they brought Arturo out, I don't think it's going to be good enough. So I think maybe they shouldn't say anything to this point. And the fact that uh, he did not know about it. And the only person that reached out to him said, hey, sorry for the voting ended early. And, like, was it, like, when the voting ended early or was it, like, recently? <laughs> like, a couple of days um, ago where they were like, sorry. It's, it sounded like it was uh, pretty shortly after that. After okay. the voting. Ended. Okay. Reached out to him, so. Okay, cool. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. That's a, We've already talked ad nauseum yeah, about it's this. It's amateur it's hour. It's weird. That's the whole Very thing. Weird. It's just weird. It's It's... I think I used this word last time when I described it, but it's what feels like top player privilege. And then we also had another topic that also <laughs> tended to lean towards top player privilege. But we we don't know, right? We don't know. We just know that Pleasure. this is the end result, and I hope Arturo does well in the uh, upcoming season. Or I hope he did uh, well. I don't know how this <laughs> – I don't know how time works. Well – I know how uh, OG Geek works. Uh, OG Geek 2016, thank you for subscribing to us for the fifth month in a row. We really do appreciate that. Fifth, five months in a row. Uh, we're, I'm going to see if I can get those dog gift claps from uh, from Efren so we can get those back because those are fun. I think that's the reason why you all subscribe. I can't imagine any other reason. Uh, but, yeah, either way, uh, so I saw bits and pieces of it uh, where they had, like, the the uh, the coaches play. And then they had, like, some exhibition matches, which were pretty interesting. But was that it? Was it just like, hey, this is how these people play, now pick them? Uh, the one other bit of uh, news to come out is that they are changing the draft or the ban rule. Um, you can still ban any pl- any character you choose. However, uh, because it's a double round robin, uh, you play each team twice. You can only ban a character once per team. So if you play when you play uh, Punk's team, you can ban you can ban Garrett uh, you can ban Karen in one of those matches, but you can't ban her in both. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I guess that leaves room for more uh, variety. I suppose. Yeah, I think it was a smart. Uh... Yeah change to make it'll it'll keep things interesting 
Yeah. And also, I'm seeing here from the from the graphic that they did a snake style draft, right? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Th- I like. They snake style. did last year too. And just so. to triple check, I'm pretty sure this is what the thing is. Uh, but Team Gale and Team Inferno are from last season, and they're back because they won Correct. or got close to winning. Okay. Cool. Correct. And now the first prize is ninety thousand dollars, up from sixty. Huh. Well, there you go. You know, just extra thirty thousand dollars there. <laughs> that's a that's a chunk I, of change. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like, that's more than I'll make this year. It's <laughs> uh, more than a lot of people well, make in a year. Yeah. Speaking of more yeah. people making stuff in a year, what else happened this week? Uh, quite a few things. Uh, you had. Four events that were part of major pro tours this past weekend. Let's kick things off in the land down under Melbourne Esports Open. Uh, this was run by Couch Warriors down there. <laughs> wow, you all right? Yeah, we're good. I muted myself okay. from the stream, so it would have been sneaky. Okay. Oh, see, I got hit with that mix-up. Yeah. Uh, but Fenrich gets the win there. He had... He had gone to three other uh, Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour events, was as well as Goichi, and finished second to Goichi each time. So now Fenrich gets his chi- time in the spotlight, taking it over Mato in the grand final. So 200 big points for him as he hopes to earn a spot in the Dragon Ball Fighters World Tour uh, championship. Uh, he is likely he will be joined there by Goichi, who took down the title at Celtic Throwdown, beating Sonic Fox in the grand final. That was another three two showdown. Uh, Wawa representing France well, uh, finishing third. The Kill Sage making the trip over as well, getting top four. Shanks, another strong performance from him. Jilla making top eight. Uh, strong, strong weekend. For him as well, but Goichi and Sonic Fox once again adding more and more points to their haul uh, as we approach the halfway point of the DBFC World Tour. Man, it's so weird that somebody from France is named Wawa, but somebody from the East Coast is not. It's like Wawa is sacred ground, apparently. I've never had Wawa, so. So I, before I moved to Texas, I was from, uh, I was up in Philly, and uh, yeah, Wawa is is some shit. Like it's some, it's where you go. Th- this is this is it's one of those things. Like we are we are such a loving community until we talk about fast food. Then it gets tribal and shit. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I hit the wrong. Uh, I hit the wrong thing. Shut up. Uh, but uh, but I mean, it's not even fast food. It's like a gas station thing, and you go get your sandwich. And they also have some good soup. They have some pretty good turkey and rice during Thanksgiving. Anyway, I apologize. I hit the wrong button. Everybody fucking relax. Relax. What What did it show? I didn't see I, I accidentally played the intro again. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure it worked, all right? <laughs> we will get the intro right eventually. Yeah. But either way, uh, so Wawa from France winning a lot. Hey, I'm blocking And Trevzor it. also winning by subscribing to us. I'm not going to acknowledge the person that subscribed before them uh oh, john john Shush. thank you we do appreciate you i just said i wasn't gonna do it all right well either way uh cool <laughs> now that i've completely derailed whatever we were doing <laughs> what's uh, next on the recap uh we we're talking about sonic fox uh getting second in 
uh, at Celtic Throwdown. Oh, damn. They also got second at Celtic Throwdown, uh, part of the Mortal Kombat Pro Competition. He fell to Rewind, who is starting to heat up, picking up his second win of the season. Dragon getting third. And a name you might not recognize in top four, Video Games Yo. He had himself a heck of a weekend getting top four. So congratulations to him. Uh, He'll need a few more strong performances to make his way to the... uh, to Final Combat 2020, which still sounds like a fake movie title. Mm-hmm. With Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes, it absolutely does. Damn it, we still haven't watched uh, Bloodsport. <laughs> I good. watched a clip of Bloodsport today because my work linked it up in our chat. That's funny. Okay, well, we're going to watch Bloodsport sometime soon. It's happening. But anyway. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen at some point. It will. Uh, so will Bonchan losing. That will happen at some point but it didn't happen this weekend. He picks up his fourth straight premiere in a row. It, fourth in a row. Yeah, I can talk. No, it's third premiere and a super premiere. That it's counts different. as a premiere. It's different. It counts. Third or fourth straight premiere event or above. Yeah. Uh, getting it over an L uh, who had a very, very good weekend. First time we've seen him in a grand final in almost in over a year. Uh, so strong performance. Punk getting knocked out in third place. Uh, you also he see losers in uh, in pools, right? I believe so. I, I, I was, was Ryusei's amazing Urian. There's a lot of really good Urian player, at least early on in the tournament. But yeah, Punk did the gauntlet to get third after he went down in pools. He, he he has this ability. It's like almost like like Justin Wong, where you know he's a monster to deal with, but once he gets knocked to losers, it's like now this is my final form. Yep, absolutely. Uh, but infectious, another great performance for him, making top eight at a tournament like this. Like this man is going to be a problem once he gets to Capcom Cup. I really do feel like he he's someone who can make a lot of noise. How, uh, I guess, are you going to show us how far off he is in a later slide? Uh, yeah, we'll take a look at the uh, global standings in a little bit. He's definitely uh, near the top. Right on. Uh, but that was not, those weren't the only tournaments uh, at Celtic Throwdown. There were a bunch of events. This is a major part of a lot of communities out in uh, Europe. Kayane getting the win in Soul Calibur. Congratulations to her. D Blanks holding it down in uh, BB Tag. And I had two two different players who use BC for their team names, even though they're on different teams. Uh, so... Burning Cores Kazunoko gets the win in Exert and Sam Show. Uh, and uh, Apology Man representing Beast Coast getting the win in Ultimate Marvel 3. Uh, Goichi also taking the Eunice crown. That that man is scary to... Uh, it, it's scary how, how many games this guy's good in. Uh, I don't know if you saw the tweet earlier, uh, but someone tweeted out... Uh, the names of every player 
who has ever made an Evo Top 8 in multiple different games. And I know Goichi was on there. I forget exactly where. But uh, Tokido and Justin Wong, each 11 different games each, where they've made Top 8, which is ridiculous. And was it, okay, is it Top 8 at the same Evo or Top 8 in Evo in general? Oh. At Evo in general. Oh, okay. Evo in general. Because how many do you think Sonic Fox gets under his belt when it's all said and done, though? Well, he's already got five. Yeah. Is okay. Hold up. Wasn't it like two years ago? Sorry, I'm going to change the shot. Wasn't it two years ago where he lost that Evo for the first time in his life? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It it's scary to think about just how dominant he he's come in, you know, and as, especially like. The big knock on him was, oh, he only does well in games that no one else plays. Then he enters the most entered game at Evo last year and wins that. Yep. You know, oh, the Japanese players, once Goichi is in the field, he's done. He wins with Goichi in the field. The guy is just ridiculous. Yep, and not to mention that this year, as well as last year, he got top eight in both, right? Uh, in... Um, an NRS game and uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, right? Or am I yeah. wrong about that? We get it, Alon. Sonic Fox is good. Call. Look, I'm just, I'm just pointing it out. All right, uh, the kid's scary, and I think he uh, just turned 21, which is even scarier. Or maybe he's turning 22. I don't know. Either way, he's young. Yeah, and scary. They're, yeah, they're young. Um, Speaking of young, yeah. How about we go down um, to the uh, the young South America? Yeah, the young South America. Yeah. Uh, that brand new player that just broke onto the scene named Kaoma. Yep, young Kaoma. Young Kaoma <laughs> had himself a weekend in Chile, went to never give up, got himself his first ever CPT win outside of Brazil. Uh, got got it over JB, who made the trip down from the States. So congratulations to him. Uh, also good to see Picaro in top A. Uh that's a guy who has been a really prominent figure in this in uh, Peru scene for a while. So Darlan as well. Uh, so congratulations to all of those players. Yeah. Now we can take a look at the global standings, and you can see we have a new number one. Ron Chan with the win passes Punk for the top spot. Uh, him. Those two, along with Tokido and Gachikun, have already clinched their spots in the global finals. Uh, you see Infectious now in the top 10 as well. So he is definitely, he hasn't clinched clearly, but it, it's very unlikely that Infectious doesn't get in at this point. The current cutoff right now is uh, 440 points with Haitani. With just 14 events to go. Dang. Uh, and we, we close things out by turning our attention to Summer Jam uh, on the East Coast. Big event. Uh, the big E events have always been big for... Wait, hey, uh, Steve. Can you, can you... Yeah. Uh, hold up. Before we do that, I think uh, somebody, somebody has asked a very important question in the chat. And I have an important question, too. Why yes. are Dogra and NL both yellow? Uh, because I copy-pasted them to move, and Gimp just doesn't like keeping the formatting. And I was also very tired. 
when I did this. Okay. So, in other I, words, in the key for this, uh, we should have included that yellow means that Dogura is Dogura and yes. NL is NL. Okay. Yes. All right. We'll, we'll get it in there for next time. Sorry, everybody. Uh, All right, anyway. One of these days. <laughs> hey, it's been a while. All right. It, it's... <laughs> All right. So, Summer Jam, Biggie, this was a uh, fatal an offline fatal match on the dead or alive six world championship series, which means that the winner automatically qualifies for the DOA finals. And that man is Killy who hadn't entered uh, any of the previous events, but got himself found himself a good weekend to win one, taking it over hoodless in the grand final. He is going to the DOA six finals. Uh, hoodless almost certainly will be there as well. Uh, you'll see, you see a lot of familiar names on that list. Uh, Terror Rock and Theologica from Japan, Excalibur Blades, all with the exception of Killy. All seven of those players also made top eight at uh, CEO, which was the first offline fatal match. And the eighth person on that list from CEO, Rikuto, tied for ninth. So pretty good consistency out of those players. Uh, If we take a look at the global standings as they stand now, uh, you see Excalibur Blades and Killy both in the field. Top five from the U.S. or from the North America region qualify for the finals. You see Hoodless, Mr. Quiggle, Electrified Man, all in very, very strong position to make it. Top three from each of the other regions as well qualify. So Kai Dragon in strong position, Seologica and Terror Rock in good, good spots as well. Summer Jam was also a master event of, on the Tekken World Tour, and it ended with something we have never seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the first master event in the three-year history of the tour to end with an all-Japan grand final. It was Chikorin who took it over double. He has just been super consistent this year. Uh, but he gets another master event win double uh, easily his best performance of the weekend uh, uh, of the season so far Saint getting top three which we haven't really seen uh, y'all remember a couple years ago uh, the first year especially it seemed like every master event was JDCR versus Saint mm-hmm. in uh, winners finals and grand final and we we almost got a winners final uh, between those two but uh, JDCR fell short uh, tied for fifth, though, so an, another strong performance for him. Hopefully, you know, with Saint getting sponsored now, we can see him at more events because it, it's good to see him. Yeah, uh, also is, good to. See- sorry, okay. I have one quick question: Is this the first time we've seen Saint and GDCR at a top eight since? It's been a while. Uh, it had been at I think a year and a half since they both made top three. Mm. Um. I know they've both been in top eights, but I didn't uh, write down which ones okay. they were at. Uh, but a good weekend as well for Fighting, uh, who just got picked up by Syndicate. He's a player who has been on the grind when it comes to dojo events. One of the best players in the country, but hasn't really had a chance to travel. Hopefully that changes. Same with Kudans, who just got picked up by Mixbox. 
this weekend. Obviously, former Tekken World Tour champion. Uh, so hopefully we'll see him more and more. If we look at the global standings as of right now, the cutoff is 385 with Roy Nietzsche. You see me, Anakin, Chikorin all well above that line. So it's safe to assume they'll be there. Uh, JDCR up there as well. Super Kuma, or excuse me, Saint, a little closer to the danger zone. So he is, uh, he'll, he'll, he's got some work to do. Yeah, someone get uh, Burton Reynolds out there because they're in the danger zone. Hey, since, okay. since we're talking about Tekken, can I, can I, can I talk about Tekken right now? You can talk can, about Can Tekken. I do the thing? All right. Do the thing. Look, since we're talking about Tekken, I want to get this out of the way because I'm excited about this. Uh, there, there have been more breadcrumbs laying around on the Twitter land. Oh, I remember this. All right. And I think it's time for us to explore those breadcrumbs. So, chat, if you would come with me. Can we get? Go ahead. I, I, I'm I'm gonna commission a detective Elon emote Do at this point. <laughs> Do it. All right, Twitter. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're about to go sleuthing, as it were, because I guess I'm an expert at this now. So follow me into this rabbit hole. Now, this is Michael Murray's Twitter. We're gonna ignore the top one for right now. We're gonna ignore the one that he said something about Wednesday, but we're gonna go towards today was a very long day. And then he writes something in Japanese that I don't really know because it's in Japanese. But if we translate it, it says, I'm so tired, my brain is dead. Okay? Now, you know what else? who else is dead? This guy. Harada wrote in some gibberish. This guy says, give us a release date and stop chatting shit. And Harada kills this man by saying, shut your mouth and grab the baby bottle. He's dead. All right? You can see by this graphic of a man uppercutting Godzilla. Now, you know who else? A man. <laughs> yes. You know, you know who else does not need a baby bottle though is Ono. As you can see here, Ono can chug his milk well and Harada cannot hold in his milk. Let's watch that one more time. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh so yeah, th- uh this is Ono winning a milk chugging contest, but do you know you know something? Ono also wrote a twit tweet a tweet it says yeah good announcement i look forward to watching it this year too he's not talking about red bull he's not talking about red bull this is a clear indicate it's a misdirection you know what's happening who does ono work for ono works for capcom right capcom is on the brink of a very important release we're not looking at this one but if we look over here monster hunter world's first expansion iceborne is releasing september 6 2019 all right if we look right next to it, Destiny 2 released September 6, 2017. Now, you might be asking, what do these have to do with each other? Hey, what's in between these two? What released September 6, 2018? Tekken 7 Season 2. Okay. What? <laughs> Tekken 7 Season 2 released September 6, 2018. And, hey, guess where we're at? We're, th- we're, we're three days away from September 6th, 2019. All right. Now, this isn't even the end of it. If you don't believe me, we can go through this one more time. Here, let's go all the way back. Now, let's look at this other tweet from Michael Murray. Man, so much text to look over before Wednesday. Uh-oh. What's Wednesday? What's Wednesday? 
Wednesday's the fourth. Wednesday's the fourth. Huh. Hey, let's look at Harada's let's let's look at Harada's tweet one more time. Shut your grab baby. All of these have four letters. Let's look at this one more time. Do you see this screenshot? Here. Let's look at this a little closer. Look at these fours. There's fours everywhere. <laughs> what? Now, let me ask you. Why are fours so important? Tekken 7 Season 2 patch notes were released on the 4th of 2018. September 4th, 2018 is when those came out. So, bottom line is... With all these breadcrumbs combined, we have, it's easy to assume that Tekken 7 Season 3 patch notes are going to be released on the 4th, and then Tekken 7 Season 3 will be released on the 6th. And that, ladies and gentlemen, are all of the breadcrumbs that you can find laying around Twitter. Okay. I need a I need a GIF. Someone clip it and put in the uh, the meme numbers and symbols, the math symbols, floating around, floating around uh, Elon's face when he talks through that. I need a drink. Yeah. Look, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, you're probably fucking wrong, by the way. I'll tell. I'll bet you a ton of Chun Li costumes that you're wrong. But really? I want you to be right. Why? Why was Michael Murray texting or uh, tweeting about uh, getting stuff done by Wednesday, huh? No, you're right. You're probably right. Do you want to put money on it? Put, uh, give me a pizza. Buy me a yeah, pizza. Yeah, I'll next bet week. you a pizza that it doesn't come out. What is it on the on the? The, the patch notes are coming out on the fourth. The fourth. Season's coming out on the sixth. Okay, so both things have to happen. Otherwise, it's a pizza. One or no, one of two. You got to give me a little bit of leeway here. Oh, sure, fine. I, I, I okay. Um, and right I didn't even go through. I didn't even go through Markman's stuff. I'm, I'm the Moriarty to your to your Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, look, I I was right about art in Street Fighter League. So yeah, therefore, you're right. there's no way you'll be wrong about there's this. There's no way I'm wrong about this. All right, I, I don't know anything. Uh, all I do know is that uh, we have a few things that we can watch this week. Besides uh, Bloodsport. Besides Bloodsport, um, you can watch Bloodsport if you want. But week one of the Street Fighter League kicks off on Thursday. And then this weekend, you've got, uh, if you're looking for some MK11 action, we've got another pro competition premier event at DreamHack Montreal. We've got a CPT pair of events, uh, Treta Championship down in Brazil, and PPL Fighter Masters, the Chinese premier event. We've got the long-awaited South African Tekken Challenger event. Oh, boy. Cape Town Showdown. So we we don't know what's going to happen. We, we could find another hidden pocket of killer players this weekend. Uh, so check out South African FGC on Twitch if you want to catch that. And then next week, before we go live, uh, you'll see the top eight of the dead or alive online eu east uh finals so Hell be yeah. sure to check that out dang cape town showdown i'm excited for that one i'm not gonna lie 
I, I, I'm definitely, I know I'm going to be tied up on Saturday, but I'm definitely going to be checking out as much of that as I can. Yeah. Because I, I, for a lot of people, myself included, this is going to be our first real look into uh, any of the African fighting game communities. So it's going to be really, really cool to see. Absolutely. And hey, uh, one thing I just noticed, and I think, actually, I didn't just notice this, but it's something I realized. Uh, was Summer Jam not part of the Capcom Pro Tour? It was not. Why? Um, it's been... Uh, there's always been a little bit of a rocky relationship between uh, Biggie and Biggie events and uh, Capcom Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, April Annihilation was part of the CPT. It, it aligned better, uh, but uh, there's always that annual issue between, uh, excuse me, uh, with NEC and being either the same weekend or one weekend away from Capcom Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's just how it worked out. I don't know the inner workings, but yeah, uh, I mean, I, I just find it a little bit weird is all. But anyway, maybe I'll so. look for some breadcrumbs about that later. Uh, speaking of breadcrumbs, we just went over my how we're going to get a new season of Tekken 7 by the end of the week. Uh, Tekken 7 is also a metal event at Southeast Asia Games now. Hmm? Yeah, this uh, was just announced. Uh, it is one of six uh six video games that will be uh, a full metal event at the Southeast Asia Games later this year. Um, it is also the only fighting game event and the only game to be played on console. Uh, Dota 2 is the headliner. Uh, there's also a couple other PC games and a couple other mobile games that will be in the lineup. Mobile uh, games or boba games? Mobile. Oh, mobile. Okay. Interesting. So, so, and this is and this is next to like actual athletic events, right? Correct. Okay, interesting. Uh, any thoughts on that? It's what I'm interested to see is if there's going to be any sort of gender separation between uh, the two. Are we frozen, or is that just me? That's just you. Okay, because um, if you remember the Asian Asian games from a while back, uh, there was that whole hullabaloo where uh, originally female players could not pl- enter. Uh, it was only for male players, and then uh, and then they allowed female players to compete in their own uh, category. So I'm I'm interested to see if that pans out this time. Mm-hmm. How about you, John? Any thoughts? Oh, you're asleep over there. Okay, well. No, Wake sleep. up, homie. <laughs> John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, uh that I think that'll be is that the that's not the first time we've seen right, I think you just mentioned it. Uh they did something else at another like athletic event. Um But it this is like only the second time we've seen something like this happen, right? Where we've had an Olympic style event where we get some FGC rep. Well, yeah, this is also kind of running alongside the 
will they or won't they i it, uh the international olympic committee mm-hmm. push to get uh esports involved somehow in in the olympic games how much benefit is there to that like is this something that the fgc even really wants though i don't know i i mean i mean i i this popped up a little like a few years ago and it's like cool because you think of the olympics and and all the glitz and glam and like that's that's totally a thing but it's like i don't know it i don't feel like we need to do it i don't feel like it's a big like that that's it's not in the same ring, you know, like the, the Venn diagram of like what the Olympics kind of is and what video games tend to be like. There doesn't need to be that that overlap. I, I I don't know. I mean, there can be fine, but I don't think we need to fight for that or we don't need to campaign for it or push for it or jump through hoops to get it. Yeah, I am. I don't disagree with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I find this a little bizarre, to be honest. Uh, maybe dare I even say the word I find this dumb. Uh, I mean, look, like, I, I understand the push to get, like, esports into, uh, like, a, uh, into, like, a, an a Olympic-level event, I suppose, just because, like, you, you want more recognition or anything like that. But at the same time, like, much like John said, I don't think we need it. Am I wrong? Me, I don't think it's as much about us needing it in terms of the FGC, but it's more about whether these... Uh, organizing committees need it. You know, the IOC, remember 20 years ago or so, they made that push to add more, some of the X games slash extreme sports, uh, your snowboarding, uh, you know, those sorts of events to the Olympics. Now you're seeing them trying to figure out, okay, how can we get this new wave of young people involved in the Olympic movement? And that's sort of part of the reason uh, that they're going in this direction. So I, I, I don't think it's necessarily dumb. I, I just don't think it's super necessary. Yeah. I mean, look, here's the other side of uh, the flip side of this coin is was it not like three weeks ago where we were talking about how having a Tekken World Cup would be pretty dope? Yeah. Last week, actually. Yeah, last week. So I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's one of those like we won't know until we try situations. Right. Uh, uh, but I don't know. I have mixed feelings on it. And I don't really know what they are, if that makes any sense. Uh, cool. But anyway, that so Tekken Metal Event at the Southeast Asia Games. Look out for that. Um, can we are are we able to see those at all, or is this like a broadcasting? Uh, I don't know strength? who. I don't know who, if anybody, would have the uh, U.S. distribution rights for it. Maybe we'll see it on ABC or whatever they CBS CBS CBN. I don't know. Whatever, you know what I'm. There was a joke in there somewhere. Uh, Somebody's gonna air it. Yeah, it will be on the Pursuit Network. Yeah, the Pursuit (laughs) Network. That's a real network. Yeah, I hope they have good codes on those networks. And speaking of net codes, I tried. Uh, Speaking of net codes. Street Fighter V's uh, servers went down early yesterday, or, like, late yesterday, maybe, uh, to go through some maintenance and what Capcom claims is to fix issues with the netcode, right? Because after this uh, latest update, they've been having issues uh, more so than usual with the Street Fighter V netcode. Has that Mm -hmm. fixed anything? Um, I've been in, like, a... 
I and two other Event Hub's staff members kind of jumped on to test our connections with each other and then uh, and then play a handful of uh, ranked matches to kind of see what was up. And the general consensus is maybe this whole thing has felt somewhat placebo-like for, for a lot of people. Others have, uh, say they clearly have recognized uh, problems. And, and it might be more the issue that, like, you'll get matched up with someone that's very, very far away from you. Um, things more along those lines, like maybe it's too wide open, the parameters or something like that. Uh, but it's like, it's not really a quantifiable thing. So it's hard to track this stuff. And especially like the, the patch hasn't even been live for 24 hours. So all of that into account, this consensus was that it's a little bit better, that we're finding matches maybe a little bit quicker than we were before. And while there certainly have been uh, hiccups in the connections while you're actually playing, it's been playable. Although I have to say, I personally felt like Street Fighter Five has been pretty okay with netcode, relatively speaking, um, much better than Street Fighter Four in my experiences. And I played a lot of both online, uh, but a lot of other people don't say that. And the um, the netcode has really come to be like the kind of thing that people are talking about the most right now. There always has to be kind of something people are saying about Street Fighter Five, and right now I'm seeing more netcode stuff than uh, than anything else. So there's a lot of people that are not happy with the game's netcode, and you have people like. Say Jam, and then uh, I think today or yesterday, Maximilian came out with a video, um, both kind of saying we should be putting um, the developers, uh, holding them to higher standards and um, exploring like why these this isn't happening yet, why fighting games aren't doing uh, as well in the online realm as maybe other genres are, and um, that we need to keep saying stuff until stuff changes. Yeah, well, but I'm... to answer your question, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing too. Um, it, it's like updating something is never easy on the back end right like one little bit of code can mess with a lot of stuff um this happened with tekken as well and i feel like people haven't been saying it as much or maybe it's just me uh where uh during one of the during one of the updates for tekken the i i felt like the netcode and the connections for tekken have gotten severely worse uh now whether that's just me whether that's everybody whether it's my imagination that's you know to be determined uh but yeah i've I, like updating something is hard that, that's the bottom line of where i'm getting to um the thing that is a hard pill to swallow about the net code not working right and all this other stuff is other games have done it to where the net code feels great mm-hmm. right like we have examples like ki being like one of the best games to play online uh mortal kombat x and uh, I'm. I haven't played enough After, online, but yeah. took a, took a well, while to get there on yes. PC. Yes, as soon as they started <laughs> using uh, the rollback netcode stuff, uh, Fightcade. You know, although like Fightcade's a little bit different, I suppose, because maybe it's a different type of connection. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I I shouldn't have said that because I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes to that kind of shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, like even Rising Thunder, I remember the netcode of that game being amazing, and it being fun to play online so it's it's interesting that like those games that have i what and this is an assumption uh i think they have less of a monetary and uh personnel resource resources have better netcode than something like street fighter 5 or something like the bigger games that we've been playing you know um Maximilian brings up the point of, um, gosh, what was his, uh, the, the phrase is like, 
from another uh, here, let me talk amongst yourselves for a second. I, I don't want to misquote it, but his I can I can fill the space here. His uh, his argument was that a lot of Japanese companies don't like to um, don't like to kind of go out of what they know and are already doing. And um, let's see, that process is the uh, the not invented here syndrome. And and this can this can happen across uh, you know any any time you have a, an entity and then other entities that are doing stuff around them. Um, it's the idea that you don't want to go outside of your kind of home turf and use somebody else's technology or information. Um, and this could be for a variety of different reasons. Some of them very legitimate. But um, he says that this kind of thing happens um, documentedly. So uh, like in in Japanese business practices, quite a bit. And while we have seen some progress here with like, uh, you know, all of these companies seemingly like adopting Unreal Engine using other technology and, and such, um, there's a lot of hesitation to to go out and do that. So even though you see this in a lot of other genres where uh, companies have figured it out, and um, I don't know if the particulars of KI, I mean, I, I think of like Keats and the crew that you would see on stream as the developers, but maybe that was more on like the, uh, in the West or something like that where they were developed uh, as opposed to like in the in Japan, but it's that they're just not willing to jump over to this like next level technology unless they kind of figure out a way to make it themselves a lot of times, or they just kind of loosen up and eventually do take it on. But Max was saying that that's pretty. Like, he thinks that that's a pretty big reason as to why, uh, at least in the case of fighting games, we're not seeing um, stronger netcode, and and we could be seeing it right now. Well. And the other thing to keep in mind, too, is that it comes down to what sells. You know, if Street Fighter comes, if Capcom comes out tomorrow and says, hey, you know, we're going to improve netcode over the next year. How much, how many copies would they sell off of that? Versus, okay, we're coming out with uh, Sagat 2 and Lil Nas X and you know, Terry Bogard and, and like five different DLC characters that will sell, that will sell incremental DLC money that will sell units much more than stuff like Netcode will. So it comes down to, you know, it, it, we have to vote with our wallets. If, yeah. if, if it, it, if we continue to, throw money at games where like, okay, we'll buy this character. Are you going to fix the net code? Okay. We'll buy this next character. Are you going to fix the net code? It, it, it comes down to a large group of people saying, we're not going to buy anything until you fix the net code because we, it needs to be a financial uh, motivation. Hmm. Yeah. And, and then and you have I to have hope no, that I have no idea why I threw a little there. Um, <laughs> you, you also have to hope that if you're if you're teaching a developer this lesson, that that's the lesson that they take away from this, and they think, oh, oh, it's because we didn't do this that they're um, that that people aren't buying our product. And but they, how often is that going to happen? If the DLC that you're putting out is something that people do want, it's just that they also want this other thing. It's like, man, that's that's. I don't disagree with you, but that seems like a very long and arduous path to go down before we get what we're wanting and that sucks. Yeah. Also, uh just want to point out, uh Paco Stevens in the chat, now that you've mentioned that people want not little Nas X 
he's going to pass the info on to uh, Ed Boon. So watch out for uh, MK11 Lil Lance X DLC character coming in soon. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> He'll headline uh, Combat Pack too. <laughs> I don't even know who Lil Nas X is. Yeah. You've never heard Old Town Road? Dude, I live under a rock, man. I'm not even kidding. I'm 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 actually impressed. Dude, that I, has like 42 remixes at this point. Look, I, I it's like the number one song in the country for like 20 weeks or something. I I still hold it as a point of pride that I have never listened to a Lady Gaga song. Uh, All right, that's just that's just weird. <laughs> man, you're a weirdo, dude. Hey, man, I have my degree in music. I have to be a snob about it. Uh, it's it's in the contract, or else they take my degree away. Uh, but. Let's take it back to let's take it back to Capcom because uh, last week we there was some shenanigans where we had found that both Travis Styles and Fudo were tied for eighth place, and at the time it was right off of the back of two very bad decisions. I'm going to say bad decisions for Capcom, right? Or bad like bad announcements or bad decisions. We're going to stick with bad decisions. Uh, after the Mezzi thing and after the the West Coast fella guys thing, uh, we were a little worried about how they were going to handle this tie. So, Steve, I guess now we know how they're going to handle this tie. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, as you said, uh, top eight players in the final regional standings for or the final standings for each region qualify for the regional final uh, with the winner of that getting an automatic spot in Capcom Cup. Uh, We had a tie for eighth on 200 points between Travis Styles and Fudo. There was no tiebreaker in the rule set. Uh, They they weren't able to respond when I asked a while ago. They finally came out with the decision. They will send both players uh, to the location of the regional finals. They will fly them out, uh, which is at Southeast Asia Major. Uh, and before the regional final, they will have a playoff match. Uh, we still don't know if it's a first to two, first to three, first to five. Uh, but those two will play a set. Whoever wins gets the eighth seed in the regional final, which I feel that's the only real, real way they could have done it. Yeah, no, that sounds like a very good decision as opposed to all the other decisions they made that week. Uh, <laughs> No, I, f- I feel like that's that's right up there with, like, trying to keep it as exciting as possible, right? Because then you have, like, this very high-stakes match between these two, and they get to be there. They both get to, you know, reap some reward of their work. Uh, but, yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for, for what's possibly going to happen with this. Uh, is anybody not? <laughs> Would anybody rather ha- something else have happened? Uh, I'm I'm excited, and I hope that Travis Styles wins because he's just the new guy. Nothing against Fudo at all, but yeah, no, it 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 adds one little extra layer to that particular event. And like you said, it was a good call, so I think it's good all around. Yeah. Uh, so, and we'll we'll see if they. You would assume they would follow the same procedure for other regions. Uh, there's a very good chance that Europe will end with a tie for eight. They've only got one event left uh and that's ultimate fighting arena in october so and there's currently a tie for eighth in those standings so we'll see how that shakes out man if there are two ties in one year that's like after 
not having any ties for the past, what, like five years? It, yeah, they came close. Uh, I actually reached out to him last year um, because it looked like it could possibly end in a tie but or one of the regions, but uh, I they didn't follow up, and I didn't follow up because it ended up not happening. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and what's what's the event that the finals are going to be held in? Uh, Southeast Asia Majors. Ah, Southeast Asia Majors. Man, you know what else is in Southeast Asia? Uh, I believe Zowie, or the BenQ HQ is down over there, right? Or are they Korean? I thought you were going to say Singapore. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, is Singapore down there? I don't know. But Zowie is either Korean or Southeast Asian. I'm not entirely we, sure. We, I, I, I think we just need to go to G class. Just all of us. <laughs> No, look, me not knowing where Zowie is from has nothing to do with geography. It has to do with me being aware of anything that I should be aware of. <laughs> but uh, BenQ, Zowie monitors were support uh, were sponsoring Celtic Throwdown, and then a day after our show, I don't know why they didn't do this a day before. It's all their fault. Uh, mm. Zowie decides to pull support from Celtic Throwdown leaving everybody running Celtic Throwdown in a mad dash to figure out what the fuck to do because they no longer had monitors two days before their event. And then I guess some, I guess that didn't happen, right? <laughs> I guess there was just some weird misunderstanding that wound up going on Twitter and no amount of breadcrumbs got me to figure out what the fuck happened. Do we know what happened? Uh, We don't. All we know is that they announced on Wednesday that Zowie was pulling Celtic Throwdown did I should say uh, announced that Zowie was pulling support uh, monitor support their event and then the next day they came out with a statement that said quote we have been working closely with our partners at Zowie to find a solution after miscommunications they have sustained efforts to help us throughout this ordeal, and we can announce that Zowie will be providing full support for Celtic Throwdown, end quote. So we don't know what happened, but it does kind of show the sort of tenuous thing uh, status that a lot of these events are on. This is one thing that, you know, one thing could go wrong out of a hundred that could go wrong that can throw a whole event into chaos. Um, and then I wasn't able to watch a whole lot of Celtic Throwdown, but I know they had uh, some power issues throughout the weekend. Uh, a lot of the streams weren't able to run uh, at certain times. Uh, it was your internet I... can go out. Your your monitors could be revoked. Dragon Ball Fighters could be taken away from your event. If it's an invitational, maybe you got you should be invited, but then they got and they got the person that was right above you for in the voting for some reason. Like we we talk about these, we think about these majors. I think uh, and sometime in the last couple of years, we kind of leveled up. You know, Evo moves its finals into the big Coliseum with an extra ticket that you have to buy to go in there, and uh, and and we've certainly become more and more esports over the years getting out of those like just ballroom majors that we've been used to for a long time. But man, we're still like, there's still a lot of thin ice and, and I dare say almost a sense of, it's not quite unprofessional, but it's not as professional as uh, it seems to appear. Um, they're, they're not like, they don't have as many, like, I don't know what safety nets and, and such to make sure that everything's like, so 
things could fall apart pretty easily. And I think we, uh, we've kind of lost sight of that. I think I have at least over these last couple of years where it feels like these are just like really deep corporate driven events that are, are, you know, there's so much money behind them and whatnot. It's like, well, no, no, not, not quite. It, it just kind of underscores like the expectations we have. Um, because I feel like a lot of these events are sort of in an arms race, especially in the age of the, the pro circuit. You know, if your event's not a major, you know, no one cares. You, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen sort of how uh, even the Capcom Pro Tour can act as a kingmaker. If you remember the year uh, after the bracket issues that East Coast Throwdown had, uh, they were pulled from the Pro Tour that the next year and their Street Fighter attendance dropped like 40%. So everyone wants to be considered as a big event. Everyone has to have like six, seven, eight streams. Everyone has to have, you know, multiple commentary teams on every game. Every They have to have everything. And the expectations have gone through the roof. The financial support for those events, you know, at the very, very top, your CEOs, your Evos, those have gone up. For the rest of it, it hasn't gone up nearly as much. So you're seeing a lot of not trying to do more with with less, but trying to do a lot more with a little more. And it, I, I, I just feel like a lot of this isn't quite sustainable. It almost sounds like a, a complete allegory to late stage capitalism. Oh, we're going there now? Mm. Uh, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, one thing, though, out of this whole shenanigans that I did see that was actually kind of neat was uh, big company daddy Asus stepping in and being like, hey, heard you need some help. Uh, which, I mean, it's nice to see, right? Because it's, you know, again, like it's one of those like capitalism things that actually kind of works out where it's another company seeing something happen and being like, hey, we can try to help with this. Unfortunately, or, or fortunately, depending on who you are, uh, they stuck with. Zowie and BenQ, and uh, I think yeah, they just had like some power outage issues at the venue, so the streams I don't know if it affected the games at all, I'm assuming they had UPSs there to prevent games from being stopped and all that fun stuff but I could be wrong I was not there, I don't know uh, but yeah you know, it's it's much like you said it's the the standard has gone up so much because a few people keep pushing that boundary, so everybody else wants to try to compete with it or try to get to the the uh try to get to like the same level with less um but yeah and something similar happened last year at celtic throwdown right where they were having stream issues and bracket issues and some stuff like that or am i wrong i don't remember those i do remember they that we actually had aj on who runs celtic throwdown uh because they were one of the first uh cpt events to run uh, first to five or first to three for the entire tournament. That's right. And what was what game was that for? Was that for Street Fighter? That was that was Street Fighter. Hmm. Did they do it again this year? No, right. Um, I forget. I thought they did, but I could be wrong. Were they? Was uh, that, it? Uh, was it a? This took, was it a ranking event last year? Uh yes. Okay. It, last year, this year it was a premiere. I know they've been rotating the. Uh, the the uh, sort of Irish English 
uh, premiere events around a little bit. So, cool. Well, either way, uh, look, we saw a bunch of dope top eights come out of that tournament. So, nothing lost. Uh, it's here's the other interesting thing. Tekken was not at Celtic Throwdown at all, was it? It was, was uh, it? and that was yeah. It was a dojo event, okay. and it was won by uh, Chicken Maru. Chicken Maru, cool. Um, yeah, very interesting. I, for some odd reason in my brain, I had Summer Jam and Celtic Throwdown flipped when it came to which premiere had their major or master, whatever you want to call it. It, it was weird, you know. It it's very rare that you'll see like two major events have like a complete split in terms of how the pro tours go. You know, it's not, it wasn't just like one game was here and everything else was there. It was a pretty even split, which was, which rarely happens, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, with events that size, there's usually one major tour that hits both. Word. Um, And actually, since we're, since we're already at Celtic throwdown, uh, we saw Bonchan win. Why is he winning a lot now? What's the change? Is it his character? Is it Karen? Is Karen cheap? No, he's... well, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Steve? I was going to say, he's been playing Karen for a while. Yeah. I, I th- And so is everybody else. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's, you know, that's sort of the super easy answer. That That's the one that people don't want to think about. Oh, he's just right in the top tier. No, he, he's just flipped a switch over the last couple months. And we've seen this, you know, with Punk in Season 2, with Momochi back in towards the end of Street Fighter 4, with his run, with Infiltration as well. There there are times where you just get one player who just finds that zone, and right now Bonchan is in it. The question is, can he keep that all up all the way to Capcom Cup? I'm not so sure. Will it still be the era of Bonchan come December, or will we have entered another one? Because we've had Tokido, we've had uh, Infiltration, we've had Punk twice, mm-hmm. and now Bonchan, and maybe a handful others. I think there have been certain days that have served as eras for Fujimura where he's just like unstoppably amazing. But um, I, but I think we've also seen Bonchan's progress to this point. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, and the best I could kind of come up with on the spot was that it feels especially earned with Bonchan. And that is not at all to say that it wasn't earned by anybody else that's been in this kind of a situation before. What I mean is we've watched him, especially thanks to FGC Translated, we've been watching streams of uh, what he's been saying and how he's been training, how he's been looking at the game, how he's been going about picking things apart and what he's been specifically practicing. And like I've said before on this show and on the podcast and such, He's so intricate in the things that he's paying attention to. He's noticing the nuances in decision-making from player to player based on how they're reacting or what moves they're using at what ranges. He's, he's understanding the personality of players as expressed through their characters. Like That's the level this guy is analyzing the game on, and he's been watching the tapes like crazy, and I'm sure many others do that. But you take someone with the skill that Bonchan has and you apply that level of dedication and intricate, uh, you know, just just constant uh, exploration, active exploration. And this is the result you get. And it's going to take, I think, somebody else doing the same thing that's already 
as capable as a player. So someone like Tokido just really sitting down. Someone like Daigo, although we haven't seen Daigo do too amazingly in Street Fighter Five for for quite some time, right? Um, he did just get ninth. Well, but for Daigo, I meant like and 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 you know compared to someone like Bonchan who's won uh, four Premier, well three and a Super, right? You know in a row. It's like that. That's kind of a. There's like. There's certainly a gap there. So I think it's going to take somebody else practicing on that kind of a level, or just you know, Bonchan might lose here or there because he'll have a bad day. But even then, like, hasn't he won all of these through the winners bracket? Like, has he lost a set in these tournaments? Maybe he was in losers in one of them, but I feel like it's been winners for the majority of them. It's like not only is he winning these, he's like, no one's coming close, man. So. Yeah, you can, you know, everyone's human, everyone can bleed, but someone's going to have to get on that level with intent. It's not like people are floating around right now and maybe someone will beat Bonchan or rather maybe someone will take Bonchan's spot as the top dog. You're going to have to get there with a lot of intent and nothing short of that and already be a really amazing player to begin with. So what you're saying is he finally entered the Matrix. Yeah, he's found a stride, and and these players do that. They do that from time to time, uh, and and it's really cool when they do. Uh, but it, it it makes for good it makes for a good narrative. And 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 coming off of Evo, there's like that lull. But I feel like what Bonchen did at, at Celtic Throwdown, it's really got us just right back up and right back into it. Because I think we're all looking forward to well, what happens next? Does he win the next one? Does somebody take him out? What's going to happen? How does the story continue? But we're really caring about what happens in the next chapter, and I think that's a really good look for the uh, for the game, especially bouncing right back out, like I say, from that Evo lull. Yep, and uh, let me bring up another thing. Uh, I just thought of this. Have we ever had somebody coming into Capcom Cup with the first seed win Capcom Cup? I don't think so. No. Right, because uh, when it was Punk, we didn't get Punk. We got Mena, and we got, I believe, Knuckle Doo. The year prior. Knuckle Doo was the first year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Punk was on first. And who was it that won? Was it Mena? Yeah, Mena won the next time. And then after that, we had... Uh, was that last year? Yeah. yeah Gachi Kun. Yeah. And who was coming in first last year? Or I'm sorry, we had I Infiltration think... coming in first the first year. Then Punk. And then last year was... Sure. Also Punk? Tokido. Tokido, I believe. Tokido. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... There's a curse where you, you come in for, it, go from first. When, bad when you're that number one seed, everyone's going to be preparing for you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that whole month where it, it's it's unlike any other tournament where you normally you show up on Thursday, uh, the seeds are finalized then, uh, and you hope they don't get reshuffled on Friday night. Where With Capcom Cup, you've got that whole month to figure out exactly who's going to be in your path especially that first round matchup uh so it's it's a completely different ball game honestly yeah have now let me pose this other question i'm pretty sure this is a no but have we ever had the number one seed win their first game at capcom cup because infiltration went zero and two punk lost to nemo Mm -hmm. who did who was Tokido I, last time, and I think Tokido stayed in winners for a while. Okay, so then dang yes, it. dang it, almost had it. I'm I'm coming up with these obscure statistics because that's what. Well, you I look like. at the world through a different angle than than most Detective Alon, and we can all appreciate that. It's all about the numbers, man. 
That's apparently the number four. Tell me about the numbers. Wait, what's that? Oh, that's from like Call of Duty, I think. I've never played that game, though. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, that's Bonchan and Capcom Cup coming up. Capcom Cup is in December, right? This year? Yes. And it's going to be in that LA. bar. Yeah. In that crazy bar. Um, you know what's not going to be in LA, though? Uh, the Japan premiere event at Tokyo Game Show, which I believe is either this week or next week. Uh, it, it's a little while yet. Oh, it's a little uh, while yet? But, okay. But uh, we know how many players are going to be there, um, or at least the minimum number of players. It's over 1,000. 1,000. Dang. It is, which would make it one of the biggest non-Evo uh, tournaments in the game's history. Yeah. The only other, I, I think the only other tournament i remember having over a thousand entrants aside from evo was that first final round in 2016 where they 1028 yep yep i was there and i got to top 100 and then i never played ever again nice uh oddly enough you know it's really funny i'm gonna i'm gonna share this just because this is a funny little anecdote uh but i got eliminated by somebody at that final round 2016 event who had ace in their name and for the longest time, I thought it was Ace King offsuit Jurek over here. <laughs> so I've always held that in such contempt, like under my breath, since I started working on this show. And then I finally brought it up not too long ago, and he was like, "Oh, that wasn't me." And then I saw it was some guy named Ace Unlimited, and I was like, "Ah, well, yeah." Never mind. They're, they're, it's like Ace Unlimited, Ace Combat, and Ace King offsuit. For whatever reason, we all get confused with each other. I have no idea why. If if I beat if you think I beat someone in tournament I didn't it was one of the other two guys. Yeah, I just remember being so salty because that was the era of the Ryu jumping light kick being ridiculous. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Just a funny little anecdote I wanted to share because I held all that resentment in my chest and then it was for naught. So that explains all the viruses. Hey, I'm I'm yep. <laughs> and Ryu Blue with the Twitch Prime. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, just a reminder, it is September, so uh, if you have never subbed to us before, you can sub to us for half price. And then thank Subway for that, because I guess Subway had something to do with it in Twitch. Something, 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 advertising. Blah, 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 blah. What's next on the docket? Uh, oh, Red Bull Kumite. Hey, I'm that is going here. to be in Japan. That was announced. Uh, it will take place December 21st and 22nd. So this had normally been... Uh, in France, uh, but the same team is going to be running it in Japan. So that is something to look forward to at the end of the year. Hey, since we're going by fours, what's 22 minus four? 18. And that's how long Beats by Noel Brown has subscribed to this channel as of right now. So thanks for the resub, sir. Now, that was a hell of a segue. That that was impressive. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. Go me. Um... I just locked my phone, so I no longer have access to the doc. But uh... Uh, I can tell you, we've got a couple. Uh, we've got a couple of pro event slash circuits that got announced this week. Go for it. Uh, so Soul Caliber finally has an esports presence Uh-oh. of some sort. Uh, they announced the uh, Soul Caliber World Invitational, which will take place the first weekend of November in las vegas uh it will be an eight person field seven of them are invites the eighth will be 
at a last chance qualifier at the event. Uh, $25,000 prize pool for the event. So, hey, if you've been waiting for something for Soul Calibur, you have something for Soul Calibur now. Well, dang. Um, you know, it's always been thought of as the little brother to uh, Dragon Ball Fighters and to Tekken. And it e- was even the little brother in terms of pro circuit announcements this week. Sure because <laughs> overnight last night, uh, SNK announced the SNK World Championship, uh, which will cover both King of Fighters 14 and Samurai Showdown. Uh, no dates have been announced yet, uh, but they have announced that the tour will have a 10 million yen prize pool, which equates to about a hundred thousand dollars. Dang! So that's a lot of money. That that's a decent amount of change to pick up. So a uh, few games that really had we hadn't seen uh, get a whole lot of developer support in terms of pro circuits. Mm-hmm. Now we got something. Dang, and this is right off of the heels of Evo, right? Because it did really well at Evo, uh, yeah. Both in attendance and hype ass gameplay. But you know, there's something else that SNK dropped accidentally this week. Oh, that wasn't SNK that did it. That was on Nintendo. Well, yes, Nintendo accidentally dropped SNK's lunch, and the <laughs> like, they just like booked them, but with their lunch. Uh, so. Nintendo accidentally leaked that the... Well, do we know for sure that it's an accidental leak? Or is it just the fact that... Like, has any SNK property been in Smash so far? Here's here's what we know. Um, There's going to be a Nintendo Direct tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, Where everyone and their mom is expecting uh, the reveal of the next DLC character. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nintendo uh, of Europe... I forget if it's Nintendo of Europe or Nintendo of UK. Uh, in their post about it, uh, they included some of the information. And on the bottom, there was a little bit of info that set, that uh, had uh, trademark information for SNK. Mm-hmm. So now everyone believes that, SN- that an SNK character of some sort will be the next Smash character. Okay. Who do you think it is? Yeah, the the big rumor going around is Terry Bogue. Yeah, he is in everything uh, else already. <laughs> he, he, he's in like 17 different games. Uh, I I feel like if it is an SNK character, um, I would probably guess someone from the Metal Slug series because for some reason I associate that much more closely with mm-hmm. Nintendo yep. than uh, the King of Fighters series. Yep. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too, Metal Slug. Specifically because... The Metal Slug aesthetic aesthetic is going to fit in Smash so well because it's already a two D like hop around shooter thing, and Metal Slug is badass. I'm gonna go play it tonight. And thank you, Rye Blue, for the four hundred and forty two bits and fourteen bits. Uh, wait, what does the four hundred and forty two bits mean? Uh, it means that he's saying, Steve, we all know you want it to be Kulo. Oh dear God, I'm never gonna live that down. <laughs> That's a good I am back. never gonna live that down. Not when you got great friends reminding you. Yep. All right. Who? Would, um, where would? What else would we do without you, Steve? Then enjoy all of these fun things that you accidentally put on our plate. 
not have graphics, that's what you do. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we asked you guys, uh, and then could you switch over to a shot that isn't all three of us I real will. quick? Go for it. So do your thing. Cause I got to do, yeah, do I got to do this. Do the thing. I got to do this. I'm trying to do the thing. Do it. It takes a while to do the thing. Hurry up and do it. It takes a while to do the thing. Screen share. Yes. Bam. Okay. Here we go. Wait, no, I'm not Um, ready. I'm not ready. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah, go ahead and go for it. You do your thing. Uh, So we asked you, Twitter Universe, if the rumors are true, which character would you want to see in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate? Uh, Bry Blue said that they want my, and I'll uh, include uh, It's Danny's Plays GIF there. Uh, they want my purely to see how they're sensor, sensor her outfit to fit it in the E10 rating. Uh, I'm, I, that would be a heck of a challenge, I'm sure. Uh, Lag Shadow thinks it's going to be a Metal Slug cast character with each skin being a different character, which I think that sounds about right. is, yeah, that that's the way I would do it. Uh, well, wait, 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 scroll up. I want to see. There it is. What's his face doing the thumbs up and evil laughter, even though it's not really yeah. evil. Mike Andronico. Uh, heart is saying Terry Bogard. Brain is saying the little Metal Slug dude. Um, uh, uh, Wizard Kenny going with the obvious <laughs> choice here. I think this is the guy. I think this is the guy right here. Uh, who else? Is there? Oh, there's cool. Oh no, wait, that's Athen. Yeah, Athena. Psycho Ball. Let's let's let's. I I don't want to hear any Psycho Ball. Uh, we did have someone suggest where did where did it go? Right there. Uh, oh, the puzzle pu- bubble? Yeah. Uh, published by SNK, developed by Taito. I don't know if it counts. Uh, Lunch Tiger is hoping that it counts. Yeah, I, I do uh, want to bring up one thing. Is it possible that there is content coming in this next pack that is from SNK that's not the DLC character? Absolutely. Uh, if you'll remember when Ryu got announced for Smash, um, the... Uh, the the info the drop included uh, me characters from both Virtual Fighter and Tekken. Mm. So it's very possible that there could be content in that in this update uh, from SNK, but not a character from SNK. Yeah. And there had been rumors floating around that it was supposedly a female character with a mech, and then oh, it's not necessarily a mech. It, it, who knows? Who knows? We'll find out tomorrow. We'll we will out tomorrow. find out tomorrow. And there's Steve. And there's us. Stop sharing my screen. Okay. Turn on my camera. There we are. Cool. I'm back. In- yeah, I didn't have time to follow those breadcrumbs, unfortunately. I could only do only one, <laughs> only one a week. <laughs> only one a week. Man, but I do believe that that then brings us to the end of our show, right? Do we have anything else we need to discuss? It is 730. Yeah. Uh, Ultra Chen has stuff they they need to discuss. Ultra Chen so, does have stuff they need to discuss. So I do believe it's time for us to discuss, stop discussing rather, and uh, GTF out of here. Uh, uh, but yeah, so this has been me. This has been him. That's Steve Ace King Officer Jurek. Follow him on the Twitter. He's the schedule master. How did the schedule stream go? Uh it, it went okay. You know, it 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 was. 
it was a different experience for me. Was but it sexy? I, I had fun. Uh, I gave plenty of people the deets. Hell yeah. That's what I like. That's what I like. Lots of deets. And Steve has the deets you need. Will there be more in the future? Uh, not this week, uh, but definitely something I would be open to if people uh, want to see it again. Hell yeah. Um, any, uh, archive, any... yeah. The archive in uh, uh, our videos. So yeah, I was, uh, that's what I was going to bring up. If you missed it, go check out the archives. Uh, after Ultra Chin, of course. And all the way over there on the right of your screen is John Sleepy Velociraptor Guerrero. Uh, you can follow him on the Twitter and go look at Event Hubs because he does stuff over there. John, what what else? Are you working on something important? Uh, I'm doing a lot of background stuff right now. Podcast tomorrow. That's the most important thing. Okay, I'm can you say that one more time? Because I accidentally muted us. <laughs> As, uh, my, my favorite thing right now is definitely the podcast. And those episodes come out on Wednesdays usually, so... Okay, uh, check out our podcast. That's what I would say. Cool, and then be on the lookout for the tech and patch notes coming tomorrow, and uh, and we'll see you all next week, if not earlier. So go watch Ultra Chin. Have a good week, and we'll catch you all on the flip side. Bye. Are you not going to say your thing? Oh, love you, Mister. Bye. Okay.